0: In order to keep bringing you guys tons of free content, we work with brand partners who you'll hear from in this episode, including an advertisement from Zopa Bank. Welcome back to the Talk20s podcast. On the podcast today, we're joined by Henry Nelson-Case. If you're living the corporate office job life, then you're really going to relate to today's episode. Henry, who goes by the name of That Corporate Lawyer, uses social media to share funny observations about the workplace from horrible bosses to weird co-workers. We talk about it all on today's episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review if you enjoy this episode. So Henry, welcome to the podcast. You've come up from Bristol today, which is...
1: Yeah, first time in Liverpool. First exciting. time in Liverpool,
0: very exciting. Yeah. And you've had a bit of an explore before you've come to the studio. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me firstly. And yeah, I've got some culture, I've got some sun, yeah. probably slightly burnt as well. Did cause... you see
0: anything Beatles related? Because that's usually what people come to Liverpool for.
1: No, but I did like, I don't know, try and it. be witty and funny and say that I'm going to listen to nothing but the Beatles today on my <laughs> like threads. So...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and have you?
1: Uh, No, no, I haven't actually. I haven't listened to a single Beatles (laughs) track, so I completely lied.
0: I love that though. But lots of people come here, there's a statue or a museum or, you know, on every single street, it seems, in Liverpool. So it's mad that you've avoided that. Um, But yeah, it's really exciting to have you in the studio. We've been trying to get you on the podcast for a little while, trying to organise schedules and stuff like that. But the reason that you caught our Mm -hmm. eye is because we just love your content. Like we think it is so relatable. You talk a lot about workplace culture and what it's like to kind of work the nine to five corporate job which loads of our listeners will will mm. be doing or will have done in the past um so yeah we're just gonna dive in and chat a little bit more about what it's really like <laughs> to be in the workplace right now um and i guess in your 20s right now half of the us really like those are like probably like 25 26 and below their class is gen z's and mm. then if you're a little bit older. Um, I don't know if it's actually 26 or whatever, it's 27, but I'm literally right on the cusp of like millennial Gen Z. I'm 28. And yeah. then obviously the older that you are listening to this podcast, yeah. you might relate a little bit more to like.
1: Firmly millennial. Mill- yeah, millennial.
0: Yeah. Millennial content and stuff, because I, I think some of the skits that you do on TikTok
1: mm-hmm.
0: are hilarious. Tell us a little bit more about what you do on TikTok. For anyone that's not seen one of your TikToks, tell us what you do.
1: Yeah. So I'm firmly in the millennial camp um, <laughs> and probably you can tell in my personality. Um, but yeah, so I am a lawyer and I make sort of TikToks around sort of workplace culture, workplace life, um, sort of comparing Gen Z attitudes uh, to the workplace against sort of millennial attitudes. Um, because I think deep down, I just want to be more Gen Z and <laughs> that's how I'm trying to do it.
0: <laughs> I think you're over it. I think it's highly relatable. You've also got a bit of boomers in there, like our moms yeah. and dads generation yeah. as well. Um, how do you think those generations differ in the workplace then? Boomers, millennials and Gen Z?
1: Yeah, I think there is a stark difference across the generations. And I think it's largely in terms of what those generations want from their workplaces. Mm. I think sort of Gen Z are definitely more focused around what's this organization going to do for me. I want to work somewhere that aligns with my values. Whereas I think sort of our parents' generation are more a job is for life. You work hard, you get the rewards and you just kind of suck it up. And then millennials are somewhere kind of in the middle. Like we want to be more liberated, uh, like sort of Gen Z, but then we're also kind of scared to speak up, um, (laughs) and talk about things.
0: And when you do your content, you have certain outfits that you wear to, to be Mm. a boomer, to be a millennial, to be a Gen Z as well. And I think it's, it's so visible just in your like in and the, the way they kind of look as well. Cause I think, you know, your, your Gen Z outfit is, is a uh, full on like, what do you call it? Like a tank is it a tank top? I yeah. Know, vest. I only recently
1: bought a vest. vest. I was like, you know what? This is the year I wear a vest. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I think, I think it's funny. And you also, your skits are a lot about like working from home and that yeah. kind of life and stuff like that. How do you think that COVID has impacted those three generations as well? Cause I think that changed work, the work, the way we work forever. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just just on the point um, about the costumes, the really sad thing is they're actually all of my clothes. That I just wear like on a <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know who I want to be today. Um, but yeah, in terms of COVID, I think there has been a massive shift in um, how people work and how they want to work with sort of Gen Z kind of growing up around technology that, that that's what they want. They want the flexibility. They want to be able to work anywhere where there is a Wi-Fi connection. Millennials kind of we got a taste of working from home during the pandemic. So like, this is amazing. I can literally just wear my sort of loungewear all day and I can go to the supermarket during the day alongside doing some work. Um, and I think sort of boomers and kind of that generation are definitely like, no, the office is where I work. Home is home. Mm -hmm. Uh, people who work from home, um, aren't actually working. I don't know if you found this, but if you ever sort of home with your parents during the pandemic or if you're working from home, your parents will be like, oh, do you just want to pop to the shop or something during the middle of the day? And you're like, no, 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 I'm working. And they're like, but you're at, your home. You're at home. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I am still technically working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they just don't really get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. What do you think the impact is then for like, a lot of young people will be growing up right now and some of their parents might be, millennial might be a little bit younger, but a lot of us are kind of growing up with boomers as parents. Mm. And so they definitely have a certain perception, like you just said, mm. on like what the workplace should be like. And mm. therefore it kind of rubs off. And I think there's a bit of like a mismatch. Cause like you said, Gen Z, they want more freedom. They want to be able to kind of fill a job. I also think they want jobs that are a little bit more fulfilling and they yeah. know what they're feeling rewarded by. But obviously I think parental impact on the jobs you choose, the way you feel about your job as well, is is quite big for a lot of people because you know you'll often get those conversations at christmas parties oh, where do you work what do you do and all that kind of stuff so what do you think the impact is
1: yeah i think that's um a massive thing that for so many of us particularly sort of the older generations our entire identities are attached to our role um so a lot of my mates would always be like, Oh, this is Henry, he's the lawyer. Or I'd like a girl would introduce me to her parents um because we've been dating for a while and be like, Oh, he's a lawyer. And the parents be like, Oh, that's so good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It? <laughs> like, how oh, dating a lawyer? It's like it's not that it's not that deep. Um, but I think that was that generation. And I think like millennial parents are going to be slightly different towards sort of um their children growing up because there will probably be like the generations coming forward will probably make fun of us in the same way that we make fun of boomers because technology will shift. But I think fundamentally how we are in terms of changes and adapting to change is a lot better in terms of our parents' generation when there's slightly more reluctance uh, to embrace that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really true. Um, when you are in corporate life then, what do you think There are kind of highs and lows? Because there's so many benefits to working the corporate office job I can reel off many um but you also talk about the highs and the lows so what do you think though what do you think yeah
1: yeah I think the highs are great that for a lot of people you get really good rewarding work you get a monthly salary that you know you're going to get every month you private medical insurance and all the benefits that come with that co-workers uh as much as I make fun of certain co-workers it's still nice to have people um you kind of work with and that you can like Chatter, chat with and build
0: could, relationships with because if sometimes if you do like more freelance stuff it that can change you, yeah. you know, you're not working with the same people every single day it changes all the time yeah, yeah
1: exactly then sort of the lows i guess are the stuff that i post around on tiktok in terms of the long working hours the sort of always expecting to kind of take on additional responsibility and not actually get paid anymore for it mm-hmm. or um, having a promotion constantly dangled in front of you having the bosses that don't necessarily um treat you well, sort of all of the when, mental well-being stuff that can be negatively impacted as a result of sort of corporate pressures.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're going to dive into a few of those later on in the episode, but I'd really like to talk about your career and where you've got to at this point. So tell yes. us about, cause you're 30 now. Yeah.
1: Yes, just thirty this year.
0: Just so, you, yeah. you just wanted to qualify so, that just no, to I'm make so sure. I'm so precious about it. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. can I still come on the podcast like, Of course you can.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start my own Talk 30s. In talk 30s, yeah. that's
0: already uh, a plan, so you can't lick that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, tell us a little bit more about your legal career.
1: Yeah, so I graduated my undergraduate in 2014, almost 10 years ago, which is depressing. <laughs> uh, I then finished my postgraduate in 2016. Then I did my two years legal training qualified end of 2018. Yeah. 2016 plus two is 2018. Of course it is. Um just I can't do math. Um and yeah, then I was practicing for a bit and then the pandemic hit -hmm. in 2020 and I started working from home. And then I started seeing content from the likes of sort of Rod and Corporate Natalie and all of those amazing creators. Um, but I was watching on Instagram reels because like I'm older. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the following year in 2021, I started watching those reels on TikTok and I was like, do you know what I'm gonna post a TikTok? Just I think I had a bad day. Um I think I had a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just posted a TikTok and then went off on a walk. Didn't expect anyone to see it. And I think I used some trending sound, so it got quite a lot of attention. I was like, oh. Like I'm also a middle child to a massive attention seeker. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to post another video. And I just kept doing it. And it got to the point where my sort of legal day job and my sort of content creation, like job slash what I was doing, side hustle, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, basically became two full-time jobs, which trying to factor in two full-time jobs and like live a normal life and do everything else became like incredibly overwhelming and other mm-hmm. parts of my life sort of started being sacrificed as a result mm-hmm. um so sort of the end of 2022 I was like do you know what I think I'm because I just met like some creative friends who had recently quit their jobs I was like I'm gonna mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna do it um which is a really scary decision because I was coming up to 30 um it's kind of all I'd ever known was like this career that's my entire identity um and then to suddenly be like, I'm just gonna sack it off. Yeah. Um was was very scary and I mentioned it to my parents firstly but they they were obviously concerned that the boy the lawyer is going to be like oh he's quitting his quitting his job. But my older sister like her full-time job is she's an online gamer. So me Oh, that's go, cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, she was if you put us next to each other you could tell who's the lawyer and who's the cool sibling. <laughs> um but they were kind of aware that you could have a career that is online so they were like okay yeah if you're sure that's
0: really handy that your sister's in that situation because i think not all all parents like to go from lawyer and then be like oh i'm gonna go from lawyer to full-time content creator yeah like it's it's
1: it's rogue and especially because most of them they they still don't even know what i do um yeah i remember when my sister said to like my parents like oh like henna's makes videos like on the internet and i think mom and dad were like Jesus, what kind of videos is he making? I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, not not like that. Not yet, Mum. Anyway, I'm <laughs> not strung into Ben Moore's. Sam and opened an OnlyFans. OnlyFans <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: yet? <laughs> where are you storing your savings right now? Just a quick one from our sponsor Zopa Bank, home of the Smart Saver account. Zopa Smart Saver lets you save in different pots at different interest rates, depending on the notice period you choose to access your savings. The bigger the notice period on your pots, the bigger the interest rate. To find out more about the Zopa Smart Saver, download the Zopa app. We need to tell you that boosted interest pots are subject to a notice period, the longest of which is 95 days for the highest interest rate. You need to save a minimum of one pound and the interest is paid monthly and is subject to variation.
1: Yeah, it, it was kind of quite scary to make that jump. And I still do practice as a lawyer um, now, but a lot more flexibly. Um, can
0: you do that flexibly? Like how how can you get, because when I think about lawyer, I think about, yeah, like the corporate nine to five job. Like how can you do, sorry if I'm,
1: no, this no, a silly question. How can, yeah. you, how
0: can you do it more flexibly? No,
1: I, I get asked this quite a lot. So I work as a consultant. So yeah. I like sort of partnered with a law firm and they would just sort of say like, hi we've got this project on mm. do you want to do it so I'm doing one at the moment That's just a three-month legal project and I just work three days a week yeah um which I took it on at the time I was like oh my like my agency hasn't sorted that much sort of content work and stuff and I'm a massive panicker so I always need to think like yeah what's ahead what's ahead I was like oh, I'll just do that project for three months as soon as I agreed to it all of the content work oh, started coming through i have like, Damn it, I've like over, oh, overbooked myself yeah. <laughs> uh, and then obviously I can't just sack off the the legal projects because yeah like, professionally that's bad and it's
0: constantly a balance isn't yeah it? and yeah, I'm yeah. still learning
1: that balance yeah, yeah yeah, um but yeah so I can just kind of pick and choose projects as they come in which mm-hmm. is quite nice
0: and tell I know you've already spoken to me about it but tell our listeners the area of law that you practice as well because I think that's quite interesting
1: yeah, so I primarily focus around sort of commercial contracts, data protection, intellectual property, which we spoke about earlier oh, is really useful in the kind of content creation oh, like, so field for sure.
0: Yeah, you're going to get a lot of emails from me to be like, Henness, what do you think <laughs> about this contract? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I will uh, email my actual lawyer. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I think it's it so, must be so handy going into that world because I think when you have like zero understanding pretty much of like the legal side of things. Like my best friend is a lawyer. So handy. yeah, but she's in clinical negligence and I haven't had to sue the NHS yet. So yeah. it is it is handy and she takes all of her like degree and stuff and information. She can help me a lot with it. Yeah. But there's obviously a level to like where she can, she can like bring out the textbooks again and go, okay, you think you should do this. So it's yeah. really handy to have a really like a, a, you know, best friend in law, but also like, Yeah. She picked the
1: wrong law the for you. You're like, actually, could yeah, you? Yeah,
0: I'm like, Sinead, you should have worked in like corporate, you know, contract law, please. Thank you. Um, but no, it is great. And I think it'd be really nice to kind of dive into some of the challenges that you've, you talk about, or you make, you know, funny skits and videos about on, on social media. So um, I think the one that you've already kind of mentioned is like, many people will feel like they're constantly being given more responsibilities and like, no, like no pay rise. So if you work in the corporate world, like obviously, loads of people have examples of this. But I think the most prominent one that I can think of happened yesterday. So Threads opened yesterday, and yes. every single social media marketing manager probably now has a new job, which yeah. is make our Threads go viral. Yes. Which isn't, which wasn't a job before, yes. uh, and is probably now on someone else's desk. Yes. Um So yeah, that situation happens a lot, right?
1: Yeah, I've I've actually got a few friends that are social media managers and they posted TikToks and threads around all of these new sort of responsibilities or social media managers, Mm -hmm. like panicking about how to use this new app. But yeah, I, I completely get it that as you stay at an organization longer and longer, you're a safe pair of hands. So they're like, I'll just give it to that person because they know what they're doing or take on these additional responsibilities. And maybe, um, you could get a pay rise next year, but we can't guarantee it. Or maybe there will be a discretionary bonus that, um, just so happens to, uh, disappear when you actually ask about it. Mm -hmm. And I had a, had a situation where uh, I feel like it's fine now because I've been out of like my organizations for like a good couple of months i can just talk we could trash talk (laughs) um that we were hiring a new person to like help in our team and they were one yes one year less qualified than me but i think they were being paid substantially more um Mm -hmm. than me which i found out because they'd messaged me on linkedin to be like hey like see work at this organization like what are you being paid and um what are you doing which like we kind of knew each other already Um, which I'm all for asking people on salary transparency. Yeah. And then they told me, then I went and asked my like then supervisor to say, by the way, uh, take a seat because uh, <laughs> <Sit down>. <laughs> <laughs> this person's being hired and they're being offered X amount. I'm actually more qualified than them. So can I either like, lose a day or two a week or can I be paid the same salary? Uh, and they had the audacity to be like, oh, the market's changed, there, hasn't it? Like when we're hiring them and when we hired you, which was like the year before. Yeah, but if the
0: market's changed, therefore yeah, I should up. have had yeah. a, an increase in salary. Well, the if money. you're going to acknowledge that, that's yeah. that's an admission of guilt
1: if yeah. I have to go into my legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> into my legal, on the, <laughs> the only yeah. thing that I can say, <laughs> I think, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and I just thought employers are concerned about... Um, staff turnover retention rates yeah. this whole like quite quitting narrative but then they're not actually doing enough to support employees whilst they're employed mm-hmm. it's only when they actually come to quit they're like what can we do to make you stay yeah. then they can offer you money if you start doing those check-ins sooner rather than later you're gonna have more um like engaged employees people that actually want to kind of go above and beyond and show loyalty to to these organizations. Because I, I think, as we touched on earlier, that the concept of a job for life, particularly with like Gen Z, isn't a thing anymore. Mm. Because if a job doesn't align with their sort of values, then they're going to tap out. And, mm. and, and it's easy to say that, oh, a job's not just for the money. For the most part, it is. Like We all work, regardless of what our role is, to be paid. Whether you're a musician, a lawyer, a doctor, um, you're exchanging your time. For money mm-hmm. um so obviously being paid well for what you do is a it's a key part of what people want with a cost of living crisis impending recession inflation just cough up
0: mm-hmm. absolutely um you mentioned bosses there and uh, i like the term that you use good boss energy what does good boss energy mean to you
1: yeah i i think for me it's just somebody who is actually cares about its team supports its team somebody who an employee can call up and be like oh mate you know what I'm really not feeling great today do you mind if I take like a well-being day and that not be frowned upon or not having to sort of feel guilty about taking time off because you're unwell or having to make up excuses like oh it's actually I think I've broken my neck because you have to come up (laughs) with some kind of (laughs) like yeah Yeah, yeah, fair (laughs) um They knew I
0: expect someone to come with the neck voice <laughs> the next day a, if big, that were the case. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Um but people would say that they've got physical like ailments because they were too like embarrassed to talk, talk about, about their mental, mental like yeah, yeah, yeah. issues because that would be treated less seriously. Yeah. Um somebody who can sort of protect those employees from like people in the business that are perhaps putting too much pressure on them, um and will kind of have their back and support them. And I think a lot of people go into leadership roles that may not necessarily be suited to leadership roles. They just do it because it's part of their career track to get to the next mm-hmm. stage. Um, but there are some amazing like leaders out there. And I think we just need more of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, in terms of like working from home and then and working from the office, obviously, you've had this whole change in dynamic with the pandemic and stuff like that. I think the different generations have different views on working from home, and I know you've done quite a few videos yeah. and skits about this. What do you think about working from the office, working from home versus working from the office?
1: I think they both have um, their place. I really like working from home because I don't have to go anywhere, Yeah. Um, and it it's nice to have that flexibility to um, not have to spend an hour commuting, not having to. Um, I don't know, because if I go into the office, I also end up spending loads of money on coffees and lunches, but then it's also nice to see people and interact. So I think that employers need to take an approach that's not one or the other and not the, you're in the office Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, but you can work from home on a Wednesday because what works for one person isn't going to work for everybody. So it's about tailoring like specific work patterns to the needs of your team, obviously making sure that client needs are met and um like work deadlines have still hit but ultimately it comes down to just trusting your employees mm-hmm. like trust them to work from home you're paying them you hired them for a reason
0: yeah and not to micromanage them as oh. well like when, when they do like obviously call up about a question and stuff like that yeah. but not to be like oh like I, you know what I mean yeah that, breathing down the next. that
1: boss the one that I mentioned Ari the salary um issues I used to start working at 9 30 because like, I didn't like nine o'clock because I could do other stuff in the morning <laughs> that I wanted to sort of prioritize. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like 20 past nine. I had a team's message from them. She's like, hey, I tried calling you. Where are you? Logged in at 930. Oh, sorry. Just got your your call. And the boss was like, I've tried calling you like 20 times. Like, where are you? I was like, mate, I've got one missed call off for you. Like, like rein it in. Yeah. Um, they're like, no, no, I've been calling you. I've been calling you. I was like, no, you haven't. So I yeah. literally called up IT and it's like this person said they've called me twenty times. Please confirm whether or not they've done it. <laughs> IT were like, nah, mate, they've only called you once. Screenshot, Santa boss. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> ahead. You could tell I was like winding down and checking yeah. out.
0: you're like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, See I'm going make a TikTok about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny, but um, I think there's loads of other things that we can chat about through your videos as well. Like, um, I think the the biggest thing that's a lot of people talking about in terms of the corporate world is like how ai is stealing all our jobs what's your Mm. view on that what do you think
1: i can have my job (laughs) (laughs) would be my view no no i joke i think there are some like amazing tools out there and again it's just learning to embrace them yeah um, and the benefits that they can add to sort of our work life regardless of what role that you're in these tools will have some benefit in your industry and your workflows Mm -hmm. so rather than kind of being scared of them sort of learn to embrace them
0: how can ai be used in the legal world um
1: i think sort of like document review rather than people spending hours and hours like churning through documents for keywords get chat gpt to or whatever whatever sort of tools are out there to do it sort of for us And that time that human resource was being allocated on that can be used on something else yeah um and you can get sort of deeper in other projects
0: mm-hmm, absolutely um you talk sometimes about your biggest work regrets. What are your biggest work regrets from when you worked in the corporate life?
1: Um, I think for me, it's probably not speaking up or out sooner and kind of losing my, I don't want to say personality, but I felt like I'd just become another um, corporate mold because that's what I thought I had to, particularly earlier on in my 20s, that's what I felt like I had to do to kind of get by, just Mm -hmm. suck it up and act in the way that, um, everybody else was acting because that's what they wanted. That's how I had to present myself. And, um, it's been quite liberating now being like, oh, you can like be funny. You can have a creative side and still be sort of successful, which is really nice seeing a lot more organizations, particularly within the legal industry, embracing more social mobility, like platforms to get people from all sorts of diverse backgrounds yeah. into these organizations, because there is so much talent out there that may not ordinarily have access to what's seen as a like a privileged, prestige profession. Um, and to hear ideas from these sort of underrepresented groups and to see what they can add is going to be amazing. And it's only a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely and what have you learned from your like uh career as like a creator because you've got quite a lot of connections in the creator world you're starting something a really cool project in the creator world as well which you can tell us all about but like what's what's your perception for that and the, the world of work and the creator side as well
1: do you know i'm probably like or was a lot like a load of people that aren't necessarily in this space the creator space is you're like oh they just dance or like schmoozy around and post a few videos here and there mm-hmm. But once you're actually in that world and you're doing it yourself, you you realize how much work goes into it, into mm-hmm. like a podcast, into creating content, into sort of the whole business logistics side of it, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost a twenty four seven job, yeah. Because if you've got sort of clients, brand deals with American based companies, you're on different time zones. Podcast recordings that are with U.S. companies, different time zones. Um, so there there is so much hard work that goes into it that you don't necessarily see. And I think it's so inspiring to see a lot of like younger creators or people that want to break into creation doing that alongside full-time jobs because they're not hustling hard. It's yeah. it's not easy um at all. And probably similar when I when I did my first sort of in-person brand deal with a load of other creators, I was so nervous to meet these people because I'm like, oh, What if they're not like what they are online or what if they're sort of like, I I don't know, you get this kind of concept that all influencers and creators are quite sort of snooty and like Mm -hmm. cliquey, but I was like, these people are amazing. Yeah, Um, And I think particularly with TikTok as well, you kind of, because it's short form video and you're like putting yourself out there, you have to have some kind of personality. And it's really nice seeing that in real life. You're like, ah, these people are exactly like they are. This is why this person has such an engaged audience because Mm -hmm. They're incredible.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. We're going to share a little bit more about your 20s in general. And uh, we like to talk often on the podcast about our biggest adulting failures, the times that we've messed up, the things that we look back on and totally regret. Have you got anything that springs to mind?
1: I got probably list off a <laughs> fair few, actually. <laughs> um, no, I think the immediate one that came into my head was probably like slap bang in the middle of my 20s, like 25, 26 mm-hmm. Um, I been with my then girlfriend since sort of nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. 18, oh, um, you were
0: going to say 1989 then. Like, that's yeah, a really like, long time. Yes,
1: yeah, so I wasn't even born then actually. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> um, and I think it was her birthday. So I was like, oh, I booked a, us a trip to go coast to coast in America, which was super fun. So we'd gone New York down to Washington and we just got over to Vegas and then in vegas um i found out that she had been cheating on me for like oh my gosh however long which the way i found out was really depressing as well actually um it's quite funny uh, <laughs>
0: depressing but funny yeah it,
1: it's funny um so she'd been using my phone. Um, hi, if you're watching this, because uh, she's in her 20s. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she should be watching the Talk Twenties podcast, obviously.
1: Um, she'd been using my phone because she had like issues with her SIM card mm-hmm. and she'd forgot to log out of her Snapchat. Um, no. Oh, and gosh. then I just woke up at like 6.30 to like a notification. I was like, ah, like just going to swipe it. Like slightly delirious because of the time differences. Um and as just a dick pic, I was like, <gasps> oh, that's, that's not me. Uh, so that's, I was like, definitely not me. Uh, and I was oh, like, oh, like, I obviously screenshot it, but I forgot. Obviously screenshot yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. In, like send it and like, evidence. Evidence, yeah, yeah. Classic lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And then like it obviously notified him that.
0: you taken a screenshot. I'd taken a
1: screenshot, like rookie error. and he called the hotel room because I think they had been speaking when I'd gone out or something. He called
0: the hotel from the UK?
1: From the UK, (laughs) From the UK, okay, right. This This guy means business, And I'm obviously, like, heartbroken. I was like, this is all, like, too much. So then I emailed her mum to be like, hi, by the way, because this guy said that he was trying to call... because something had happened to her mom, so it's like, uh, okay, hi Mary. Oh, so he's
0: really yeah, in like, with her family. Like, so she has, he, this is boyfriend territory, to be honest. Yeah. So
1: he and her dad actually worked together. Um, so, was, so this is this is probably why I'm now in therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my um,
1: gosh! And then, rather than just like sending her home and saying like, you like really fucked up here, um, It just carried on the trip. You carried on the uh, trip the what to, did you talk we about we went down to yosemite national park we went oh down to la gosh. thankfully one of my mates was out in the states at the time so i said can you come and meet us in vegas so it was the three of us like driving around he that must did, have been so awkward He didn't know that he knew uh so me and my mate were at the front of the mustang because we just like had like this old battered mustang we were driving around in she was sat at the because the three of us it was really oh like it's my gosh. sorry it's very traumatic but I feel like in hindsight, I would have just sent her home rather than kind of carried on because then we got back to the UK. Um, Like I started spiraling quite a lot and Mm. yeah, that was pretty big regret. Mm. Funny now, but.
0: Funny now, but also like quite, like you say, quite a traumatic experience to go through in your like (laughs) mid twenties. The person that you love, obviously you must have loved her a lot because you planned this whole great big trip with her. You wouldn't do that if she was just a, you know, someone that you weren't Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But like, that's, that's, I think that's the best story we've <laughs> yeah. ever had for biggest adulting failure. Yeah, that was And you had no traumatic. no idea that this was the case or anything no, like that? Wow.
1: No, Um Like, she was a bit, like, off without going to sort of too graphic, but um, nothing other than oh, that. Yeah. I'm sorry that that happened to yeah. you, because
0: that's probably ruined your trip. You probably never want to go to America again. I, I've like, been back
1: since. I'm like, oh, trying good. to slowly re, re, replace all the, the memories that yeah. I have in those locations. But, yeah, it's... You mean
0: person, whoever you are out (laughs) there, a little message to you. Don't listen to the Talk 20s (laughs) podcast. Please don't. No, I'm joking. Hopefully, she'll come on and she'll tell her side of her (laughs) bigly saddled failure, which was cheating on my boyfriend and uh, finding out, uh, him finding out whilst we were on this great big trip together. By the way, that's going to sound like I've cheated on my boyfriend (laughs) and we're fine on the trip. I have not. (laughs) I have not. Um, So, one of the things we like to talk about in the Talk 20s podcast is that absolutely no one is perfect in the whole wide world. and especially not in our 20s. We're all figuring out different stuff, always trying to get better at different things. For you, what's the one thing that you're working on right now on yourself?
1: Um, I think for me, it's realizing this is something that I spoke about literally in therapy the other day, which is something that I've only recently started. And I was really in two minds about sharing whether or not I was actually like in therapy and sort of speaking to a therapist because I thought, I want to do this just for me because I think it will be, um, helpful. But then mm-hmm. I also thought, because I talk a lot about sort of men's mental health and mm-hmm. well-being that it would be good. to I don't obviously have to say what I spoke about on sort of social media and stuff with my therapist, but to kind of say, Oh, I'm going through therapy and somebody mm-hmm. online who looks like they may have their life together in some capacity, um, is in therapy might encourage one other person, um, themselves to think oh maybe I could Mm -hmm. talk about that but yeah one of the things that I spoke about was that I find it very hard to sort of live in the present and I'm always thinking about what's next what's next because I'm sort of a massive warrior so Mm -hmm. yeah that's something
0: and you've done a TED talk as well haven't you on mental health yes how did that come about and tell us a little bit more about the topic of a TED talk so people can go and search up if they want to listen
1: so that was really interesting how that came about one of my followers actually worked for the TED team DM'd me and said, (laughs) do you want to come to Bulgaria and do a TED talk?
0: Oh, it was in Bulgaria? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I've watched the whole thing. I didn't know it was in Bulgaria. um,
1: I was like, yeah, absolutely. I will do that. And it was focused around sort of toxic masculinity um, Mm. and how that negatively impacts sort of men's mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely i think it's definitely worth a listen because i tuned in the other week very randomly when i was at my friend who's a lawyer's house i was like this guy who's a lawyer's coming on the podcast and i was trying to show her a video of you and then i just got sucked into the ted talk and i've watched it and it's great and it's a really interesting thing but from one of the things that you kind of talk about with toxic masculinity is it it is it is a good thing to be open especially yeah. in telling you know telling your family friends that you've been through therapy or you've got some kind mm. of support and stuff like that. it is really important and i think kudos to you to kind of put that out there and i think it's, yeah. it's a good thing because why you know i think the whole toxic masculinity thing is the fact that people are scared to talk about it and keep yeah. it a secret so yeah
1: yeah i completely agree
0: mm-hmm. nice job Cheers. Um, <laughs> so henry it's been amazing to have you on the podcast Thank you. obviously we recommend that everyone goes and follows you um at that corporate lawyer yeah to find you on social media you're doing something really cool with in the creator space as well you're launching something new and we've had Gabriel and we've had Tamvi on the podcast so if anyone's already listened to those episodes you'll know um but they actually didn't speak about it on the podcast so maybe you can give a little bit of an intro to what you guys are collaborating on
1: yeah so the three of us met uh really randomly we were all at an event with Samsung where we got put on Piccadilly Circus billboard which in itself was weird um like uh, it was super cool but to be on a billboard like oh there we are um and we met and We subsequently met up and we spoke about how lonely it can be to be a creator or how there's no kind of like union or network where we can kind of talk about sort of what it's like, the sort of the qualms that we go through, the brands that we work with um, and just meet up and socialize. So the three of us um, thought, let's just make a network of creators. Um, We've had some amazing events so far. We've got some amazing ones in the pipeline, some amazing creators that come to our events um, so if you're a creator and you want to join mm-hmm. slide into to our DMs
0: yeah amazing um, and I think it's really needed so so yeah we'll definitely be getting involved ourselves um, so Henry thank you so much for coming on the podcast we always thank end the podcast me. with the same question that we ask every single one of our guests um, and it's if you could look back at 20 year old Henry in the eye and give him just one piece of advice that would see him through his 20s what would you want to say to him?
1: Uh, that is a really great question <laughs> um, I, I think What I would do, what I would tell younger me is something that one of my teachers said to me when I was in like primary school was um, don't change who you are to sort of try and fit in Mm -hmm. and kind of don't lose yourself. Mm -hmm. That's probably what Mm -hmm. I would
0: I think it's so true. I think a lot of us do yeah. do it, especially for the corporate world, for the mm. nine to five life. We kind of feel like we should be this kind of person or that kind of person. So yeah. a lot of us do bend and change ourselves. And actually I think one of the most important things you can do is to bring yourself mm. to work and like, you know, be yeah. who you're supposed to be because that's what makes you unique and stuff. So, Fabulous advice. And thank you so much you. for coming up to Liverpool yeah. and being on the podcast. No, about I like you. It, Love- yeah. yeah, you can stay. <laughs> I'm never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> never, never leave. <laughs> like
1: that scene from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm never going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much. I've thank loved chatting having me. to you. Cheers. We'll